there's been some budget cuts, so you've ended up with me instead. So I broke my finger, and I remember a staff's groin. I seized it up, I'm like, that's it. Engine's <laughs> yeah. done. I see a lick of flame come out of the bonnet, and then I've never moved so fast in my life. I was like, you said they were next to the driver's door. And he went, yeah, your car's left on drive. Crazy, and I'm like, next thing. <laughs> and I get some phone call on, on the park, oh, your car's about to be pushed by the crowd. Hello and welcome to Talk Talk, the automotive podcast where we tell stories, some that we should and some we maybe shouldn't. My name's Corey from Midnight Lengths. I'm Tim from Carsponk. I'm Misha from Midnight Lengths. And today we're joined by Chris Nasser from The Built Camaro. Hi guys, thanks for uh, letting me on. Welcome. Welcome to the podcast. As you can see, Henry's not here this month. There's been some budget cuts, so you've ended up with me instead. (laughs) Sucks to be you guys. (laughs) What's everyone been up to this month? So um, I've just got back from Jackfest, which was really, really good fun. It's been a, a bit chaotic this past week or so because I've bought a new car. And yeah, as you can guess, it's another sleeker. Um, so bought a T-Sport. <laughs> We're on like number four or five now. Um, so it's just been building that up in the space of like five, six days to get it to Jackfest looking kind of okay because it was completely stock. So yeah, it's kind of took over my life for the past like week or so. But Jackfest was amazing, really busy little bit chaotic um but uh overall really good show how about yourself Tim? e30s all mrt'd and ready to roll uh other than that i went to entry and got absolutely wasted <laughs> so i've been recovering from that oh and you've also had a, an injury haven't uh, you yeah we're not yeah. gonna bring that <laughs> <laughs> yeah. no. so i broke my finger and i remember a staff's groin <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah, that's Someone wonderful. call safeguarding. We're just going to leave it there. <laughs> yeah, we'll leave it there. <laughs> we'll leave it there. <laughs> leave it to the imagination. So, yeah, it's painful <laughs> and embarrassing. <laughs> what about you, Corey? Uh, I've been off work for the past three weeks with an injury, so I've been chilled in bed. Not been doing much, to be honest. Been sleeping till the afternoon, and you woke me up today, so... Yeah, you went for a nice stroll. I did, yeah. I went for a seven-hour walk last night from 11pm to, like, 6am. You see the sun? What? I did see, no, I didn't see the sunrise actually. I was in my friend's house for that. Oh. Um, we ended up going around to my friend's house. He was drinking with one of his friends. We went there at like half two in the morning and left at six. So the sun was already up. Right. Um, well, yeah. You've been up to much, Chris? I have been up to much. Well, I've not, no, 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 I lie. I've not been up to much, but I am getting up to much. But I've been preparing really. So preparing for Germany that I've not mentioned about. So I'm going to Germany next week. Um, a bit of a tour, and we're also preparing for door slammers. Door slammers. So door slammers is a big one. Um, racing, and the, the car is finally done. And sat there waiting to go, and I didn't drive it. <laughs> the last time I drove it, you told me to park it there, and then and that was the last time I drove yeah. it. I've not really? been out in it since, but we'll right. talk about that soon. What is door slammers? Um, so it's a Santa Pod race event, so it's a full-out competition event. Um, race for money um originated in the 50s so door slammer's name actually came from uh trying to eliminate all these pro street top fuel drag cars that don't have doors so you have to have a door that literally opens and shuts um that's where the name came from and it's um it's just come from there really never heard of it a lot of people haven't it's really weird it's it's huge it's the biggest cash prize event at santa pod do so there's a hundred thousand pound cash at the event um gets split up into uh, like six, six or seven groups. Um, 
And the biggest cash prize winner is a big bracket you can you can own, it's 20 grand. Flipping out. Um, but um, I'm in the baby group, I'm in True Street, so I'll keep it real with True, True Street. Um, what can you win for that? So True Street, um, is, there's a 10 grand uh, pot. Basically. All right then. 10 grand, I mean, for, for yeah. just yeah, doing yeah. a quarter mile strip, if it holds together. Um, so a 10 grand pot, so you, that splits up into three or four, I think. So first gets uh, a big chunk of it, second gets the next chunk of it, third, fourth, and so on. And it does depend on how many people enter. Um, so at the minute there's about eight, but usually you get a lot of, loss, a lot of last minute uh, entries on the day and yeah. they rock up because they don't know whether the race car is going to be ready. So booking on early. Some people don't do it. There you go, Dom. Get the panda in. Yeah. <laughs> Anybody's you, welcome. You'll smash it. <laughs> Any. <laughs> you in it big by league. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely love that though because it's it, it's a lot more fair the way that they do it, isn't it? Hundred so. percent. There's quite a lot of rules and regulations on it. Um, so like I mentioned, you've got to have doors that open and shut, which knocks a lot of the big guys out, like huge mm. 50, 60,000 pound budgets, uh, guys that people have sponsors for. It knocks them out completely because they don't have doors that shut. Yeah. Um, then you have rules and regulations about MOTs, um, roadworthiness, um, having radiators in cars as well, you know. So it does sort of open the open it up to people like me that are, are on a budget. You know, I race on a budget. I'm, I'm, I have no sponsors or anything, but I love the sport and I love the event. So it's a bit like touring cars, but for the drag strip. Because yes. the touring cars are similar to that, aren't they? Where they mm. have certain rules where it has to be a, a, an actual car on the road and it has to be so many yeah. put through production. Mm. And yeah, so I've never heard of it. I'm going to look into that though. Yeah, yeah. What are you doing over in Germany? So Germany's next week. Um, so I was so tempted. I want to take the Camaro, but it's a week before door slammers. And that's knowing just, my luck, Yeah, that is not, yeah. that's a... Playing with fire. Yeah. Yeah. Playing with fire, literally. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so Germany, we're just going out for um, a bit of a tour around Nürburgring, standard, you do what you do. Um, so inevitably, I was like, my Audi's my daily. I literally just drive it as a daily. So I was like, on dark side development, what can I get? It's a three litre V6. I was like, what can I get? What can I push it to? So a couple of weeks ago, I was like, downpipe intercooler injectors. <laughs> this, 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 there we go, 400 horsepower. Let's go, done. Um, so we, I'm going to take that. Yeah. So although it pains me, it has got a tow bar and I was so itching to take the Camaro on a trailer. And if it was light enough, I would do, but it's not. It's going to be mm. overweight if I tow it with, I think. Yeah, yeah. But it's just going to be a bit of a tour of Germany. There's five of us going, um, five cars going, 10 people. Um, Amsterdam, usual drive down into Germany. See, even the trip there and back is going to be good, isn't it? Yes. So we're actually going from Hull as well. So we're getting the overnight <laughs> ferry. So it don't even mean it's that, that long. It's only going to be a thousand miles to uh, Nürburgring. Um, so from Hull, sleep on the ferry all the way there and then you're halfway there. Mm. Instead of going down to Calais, because that's the biggest stretch is from here down to, down to yeah. Dover or whatever. What's it like getting your cars onto ferries then? Because I've seen some of the YouTubers and they're like quite narrow, aren't they? Does yeah. it ever make you nervous or anything like that? It wouldn't come out. That's another yeah. thing where it's like, I don't want it to sink. <laughs> oh, yeah. very shaky. Yeah, yeah. Imagine you get a storm and you're just like, this boat goes down, yeah. that's your car gone. Like, what do you ring insurance then? I mean, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, actually. I don't even know on that one. Yeah, no. Um, I mean, if the boat's going down and the car's going down, I think you are going with yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Just stay in bed. Point, yeah, stay in bed. Yeah. If the Camaro were going down, you'd be sat in it with your seatbelt. I'm going, I'm going with it. I'm going with it. <laughs> it's ruled my life, that thing, I tell you. Everything I do is, yeah, but apart from that. But no, the, the train, I think, is worse. I think oh, is the it? train, when you squeeze onto the Eurotunnel, that's yeah. tight, and I've seen some cars go in there. I've never been on it personally, but 
I've seen some cars squeeze in there. I don't think Camaro would fit in there. Oh, really? No, it's like seven foot wide. <laughs> Jeez. Mm -hmm. I bet there's a Much lot of curbed alloys that mm. go through where, go through there. Bouncing <laughs> off the train as, you, yeah. as you're just yeah. going through it. And yeah, you're just yeah. going to watch it go bang, 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 bang. Yeah, that's a bit nerve-wracking. Yeah, no, I couldn't be doing that. We're so you've... Um, Stripes outside from the sides of the wall. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so um, the dailies now become a bit of a, a another car. project. Yeah, just because yeah. of Germany. Yeah, no, yeah. it's pretty quick actually. I, in fact, I originated from diesels, so a lot of people would know me from my BMW One Series. All right. Um, you seen my One Series? I have. Yeah. Yeah. So I put a huge engine in it, literally oh, like wow. so the 335 diesel engine. Um, it came out of six series actually, but I I found one and I was like that'll fit. Um, <laughs> so I literally just took my one series apart. It was pretty much brand new. Um, put this 335D engine in it and cranked it right up. Hybrid turbos, nitrous injection on a diesel. Um, and that's what got my name out there for building cars. Yeah. Um, How the hell? Because I've got a six series. The one that's mm. over there, the engine in it, it's like as wide as the car. Have you got that in a one series? On a, in fact, I'll, we'll find some pictures of it. The engine, as I'm putting it in, it's bigger than the car. It's like, the engine is <laughs> the engine's huge, six-cylinder twin-turbo diesel engine with the automatic gearbox as well. You know, the yeah. ZF gearbox they do. It, yeah, it's huge, absolutely huge, but it does, it fits. You've got to pull the slam panel forward and make room, but it looked factory, absolute factory. Really? My, so, uh, my goal is OEM plus. So the Camaro, you know, look at the Camaro and it's like OEM, it looks OEM plus. Um, you, can, you don't really know it's what it is. Um, mm. My BM looked OEM plus. In fact, I took it to BMW for um, some just pin striping down the side and the techs were going mad like, what the hell is this? The key, <laughs> they have key readers, don't they? So on the desk, I was like, I gave them my key and they scanned the key and it came up 640D, M Sport, whatever. And it was like, it's a six series. I was like, no, it's a one series. And But because the engine is out of the six series, the key was a six series as well. Mm. So six series clocks, ECU, everything. So there was like, what? They were just dead confused. <laughs> um, yeah, and the text just wouldn't leave it alone because it looks so factory fit. You could not tell interior engine, but everything was so. That's really good. Yeah, yeah, yeah so cool. factory. Love that. We're currently still trying to find an engine for this T5. Still off the road. Is it? Yeah, it's. Um... I got rid of mine. I just didn't like it. Really? No, yeah, I didn't like it when it when we had the one that I had, and it was just uncomfortable. I didn't I, I didn't get the rave, you know. Mm. It, yeah, I bought one just because everybody wants one and yeah. everything like that, and it just was so uncomfy <laughs> to drive. The T5 2.5 yeah. ST engines. So with um, we went all the way down to like the other end of the country to pick up this T5. Like it's my my partner's Tom's and him got all the way back, drove all the way back. Mm. Um, and then it was absolutely a dream. It was absolutely fine. Got back next time we drove it, it, it just wouldn't. It just kept on stalling at roundabouts. And we had done like a, it was like four hours or something all the way back. And then it just stalls every time you go to a roundabout or anything. No one can figure out what it is. I think it's the heads that need replacing. But um, I think, yeah, engine swap time, I reckon, just to be on the safe side. But this is where Chris is going, mm. the Lamborghini engine. <laughs> yeah, yeah, what crazy thing can we fit I in do, it? I do, I do. To be fair, you see people slap Golf R engines in them all the time. Yeah. And then yeah. caddies as well. Oh, yes. I do love... Really? What are we doing here, then? Slapping <laughs> <laughs> the teeth out. Tom will be getting well excited when he watches this. <laughs> Tom will be like, did you turn that down? Caddy over there has got a Golf GTI engine in it. That was a diesel when it originated. It was, you know, the pickup Skodas. Um, and then I didn't even know. 
<laughs> when I bought it. And the guy goes, oh, you know, this is a Golf GTI engine in it. Like, is it? <laughs> and it didn't used to be diesel. Take it my did money. used to be diesel. Take my money. <laughs> <laughs> so, it's yeah. crazy what you can fit in certain cars and, and vans and stuff like that. I've seen some crazy Salika builds as well with like stupid engines in them. It's like, what, why? <laughs> you paid a thousand pounds for the car. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I've yeah. only just found out you bought that car. Like what? I was, I was like, because I've seen on, on your stories, yeah, that you were swapping yeah. loads of bits, and I'm like, yeah. why didn't you do that ages ago when you had when you had time? Yeah. And I just realised yeah. you just got that car and you're just swapping everything over. Yeah, yeah. well, literally, it was it was kind of ready to go to Jackfest because I had a 140, um, and then just decided to buy a T Sport like a week mm. before Jackfest, and then just pure panic modify it to get it, it looked it it looked <laughs> every it. single night from like because i i took like basically the whole week off work just to like get everything sorted and take it here there and everywhere and it was just pure chaos every single night i like going to bed so late trying to swap bits and bobs over it but what's good i swear i had you on the phone to me at like half ten at night going do you know anywhere that can put these lowering springs on for me yeah, tomorrow yeah and i'm like not tomorrow no <laughs> well it needs to be tomorrow so <laughs> it has to be yeah. But yeah, managed to get it all done, kind of. There's still a few bits, but... Yeah. There were some chaotic phone calls. Yeah, yeah. Carnage. You are absolute carnage. Yeah. Marshals. <laughs> I don't know why I do it to myself, to be quite honest. It's not the first time you've done it either. No. 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 No, no. it won't be last either. No. <laughs> Speaking yeah. of doing cars, I noticed on your story the other week that you went for your dino day and it was a bit dramatic. Yeah, speaking of playing with fire, wow. Um, so <laughs> I've not actually told this story. A lot of people have actually touched on it and I just say, yeah, it's on fire. But it's a bit, it was very casual. Um, but yeah, so we went for the dino day for um, tuning, basically. So it revert, but even before that, so the, the Camaro used to be supercharged, had a pro charger on it. You know, it was my dream sort of to be like a thousand horsepower. Everyone's dreams like thousand horsepower and I never quite got there with it and I had to screw it to get a thousand horsepower and we made it eventually but it just weren't happy it weren't happy and it weren't believe it or not it weren't fast it was very <laughs> linear so it were only a thousand horsepower at very very peak peak rpm so I was happy with it you know and so I was like twin turbos so we went twin turbos and it's a funny story about twin turbos actually I went to for them because it was mm. cheaper to fly over to than pay import duties so I'm walking back with suitcases full of turbo <laughs> kits <laughs> and I'm talking about a full-on turbo kit intercooler pipes boost pipes waste gates manifolds two big ass turbos I tried bringing one on the, in, on the um, plane as my hand luggage and she was like <laughs> just check it in just check it in so um, I checked it in and said to her like what happens if they, if they catch it at security like will they come and get me and ask me what I want to do with it or what. And they went, no, they'll just take it off the plane and uh, they'll drag you off the plane and ask, what do you want to do with them? Do you either leave them here or come off the plane and don't fly with them? So I'm sat at the plane going, just come on, come on, go, go, go. It was like the longest yeah. half an hour of my life sat there waiting for the plane to take off. Um, and then it was worse when we got to England because you've got the big green door that says come through here yeah. for nothing to declare. And then you've got the little red door and then the green door, <laughs> there's nobody there. And I'm like, well, do I have to declare them or what? I, yeah. do, I don't really mm. understand what's going on with it. But no. anyway, all receipts are in the bin. I don't have any recollection of buying these things. <laughs> I just took them with me, didn't I? Yeah. 
So I was kids. like, we'll just go out there. Yeah, so we walked <laughs> through the big green door and then there's five big guys on the right-hand side stood there watching everybody and you go, Ooh, and then you run to that little door exit and one of them opens and they let you in and then you've got to wait till it shuts behind you. So I'm assuming, they, so they can trap people. So I'm like, yeah. open, 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 and then drag these suitcases that are like 45 kilos, 48 <laughs> kilos, one of them. Um, how I got that on the plane, I don't know, because 35 was the, was the overweight limit as well. So 28, 28 or 25 was our limit. Mine, the overweight limit was 35. Mine was 48 kilos. <laughs> I'm like, and the woman just went, oh, it'll be fine, let's let it on. So I was like, yes. Um, <laughs> Imagine, there'd be three of them dragging. It was, it was a big case as well. Um, so moving back onto the dyno day. So we fitted these turbos anyway. Are great, you turbo kit bolt on. You yeah. know, it's an NA car, it's not it's not turboed from factory or anything. NA, you take manifolds off, bolt these turbos on, and you, you're turboed. You're done. It's, it took me a day to fit them. Mm. Um, so we um took it to the dyno day. Um, it's called Motorsport Performance and Leeds. Uh, cracking guys. Now, I rent the dyno off them, so um, I speak to Denton, who's up there, who's the tuner, and I'm like. Can I borrow your dyno, please? Can I borrow your £50,000 dyno <laughs> to use? And he's like, hmm. So anyway, I got to know him, and then he's eventually like, sort it out. Yeah, no, he's, he's, he's the keypad. This is what you do, and he's, he's fantastic. So he, he let me he let me loose for a little bit. So I'm sat on dyno, tuning away, thinking, like, I'm fantastic. Now, I only learned to tune because I want it done properly. So I've got maybe OCD, or I'm a bit of a perfectionist, as you could probably see with Camaro. Um, so I'm like... I'm going to learn how to tune so I can tune it and make sure it's right. Because I had somebody tune it before and it wasn't right. It, it kept blowing egg gaskets. Um, so I'm like, I'll, I'm going to tune it this time. So I learned how to, tu how to tune basically all the HP Academy sort of stuff that you pay for. And um, it's literally numbers at the end of the day. You're looking at numbers, you're reading numbers. And if, as long as they match up, you, you pretty much tune it. It's, it's it'd be all and end all. So first car in, not dyno. So I'm tuning away. Um, now, because we're on turbos, you've got to watch your, your sort of your load that you're putting on. So the dyno, the hub dyno we're on is called an eddy brake dyno. So you can lock it at any single RPM you want. So you can be at 5,000 RPM, foot flat to the floor, and it will stay at 5,000 RPM. But the car is going for it. You know, it's, it's properly going for mm -hmm. it. And these brakes are just holding it back, and it gives you a horsepower reading. And it also allows you to steady state tune. Um, probably not at 5,000 RPM. You, you steady state tune up to about 3,000, 4,000. So I've done an hour of this on the dyno. Now we're in a wind tunnel at 60 mile an hour. The, the wind tunnel's about 50, 60 mile an hour. But you're doing 140, 150 mile an hour on the dyno. So it doesn't really compute and compare. So things get hot, you know, very hot. Yeah. Um, so I'm sat there and I'm tuning away and the car's under a lot of load and it's, but I'm mapping away. It's just getting the fuel ratios right. And then all of a sudden, for some reason, you've got an emergency stop on the dyno and it's very easy to catch. And I must have caught it by accident and the car, it drags the car down, it just stalls the car. It drags it down, it slams the brakes on. Um, and it stalled, it just dragged it down. Whoa, and then, Ugh! and I'm like, what have I done? I, I thought I'd seized it up. I'm like, that's it, engine's <laughs> <Yeah>. done. <laughs> Onto a phone to America, let's import some, another one. Uh, and I'm like, oh, so I'm sat there just going through the logs because we log everything as we as we tune in. So we can always go back and, and reiterate what we've done. So temperatures, ignition timing, fuel ratios, we log it. Um, so I'm just going back and then I, I sort of glimpse up a little bit and I see smoke coming out of the bonnet. now. Camaro's got vents, like grills on the bonnet, which go straight into the engine bay. Luckily enough, I said, I've never seen it. And uh, I've seen some smoke come, like, come up, and I'm like, yeah, I've properly seized this. I've overheated it, I've seized it up, everything's just 
melting underneath there. So I'm just sat in there, not even wanting to get out of the car. And then all of a sudden I see a lick of flame come out of the bonnet. And then I've never moved so fast in my life. I literally, <laughs> laptop on my knee, threw my laptop off there. All wires are hanging off, headphones are off because I'm listening for knock detection. I jump out and I remember uh, Denson saying, the fire extinguishers, we've put them next to the, the driver's door. Um, so I jump out and I'm like, there's no fire extinguishers here. I'm like, what is going on? <laughs> I pop the bonnet, um, ready to have, put it out and I can't find fire extinguishers. Wind tunnel <laughs> is still switched on. So I'm trying to walk to the front of the car oh, with this no. wind tunnel. Anyway, I run to the back, switch the uh, wind tunnel off, open the bonnet and then woof, this, these fires going for it. And I'm just like, what am I doing? And you get that freeze moment, like where you just, uh, uh, uh. Yeah. So I run out of the dyno. So I've got so the dinos on film actually. I'm there looking at it, trying to blow it out. Looking for fire extinguishers. And I'm like, I'm just gonna have to go and get someone. And this is, this is out of my capability now. It's out of my realm. I'm going getting someone. So luckily Denson had seen it on camera. He was already running towards me. I run out of the dyno. So you literally see me run out of the dyno and cars just sat there on fire. Denton runs, I run back in with Denton. He pushes, I stop at the car like, look, like help. Yeah. He pushes me out of the way and runs around the side of the car and gets a fire extinguisher. And I'm like, uh. I was like, you said they were next to the driver's door. And he went, yeah, your car's left on drive. <laughs> so I'm, look, I'm looking completely wrong area. He pushes me and I'm just like, he grabs fire extinguisher and puts it out. And I'm just like, wow. And I'm just like, that, that got me that yeah, dude. Yeah, um, after like five years, so I've had come out five years now, six years. And that was the end goal is getting this, this twin turbo thousand horsepower wheel horsepower car. And it was done, it was literally done. I'm thinking I've seized it and blown it up and it's on fire now, end of an era. Puts it out and I'm like, what happened there? And it turns out to be the spark plug leads on LS cars and LS V8s run through the exhaust manifolds, literally just run through them. Now there's plenty of room there for some reason, but the, the rubber boots that are on the pl uh, plug leads just spontaneously combust. And <laughs> it's really weird. It's always the same two on one side. But because it's now turboed, the exhaust manifolds are getting hotter than they used to be when they were supercharged. So I never encountered it when it was supercharged. And funnily enough, it's always when we break the thousand horsepower, thousand wheel horsepower mark, boom, it's out on fire. And it's like, oh. So that was a bit of a scary time. So we sorted it out, yeah. didn't really think anything of it. Denton's like, it'll be fine on the road because you've got more wind. I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> So anyway, I'd tune in away again, no worries. And everything actually was fine. We didn't really push it that much. Then we was going for the big horsepower runs where it was like a ramp run. We're not sat there steady state tuning anymore. We was going for a ramp run. Um, so we, we lock it at 2000 RPM, floor it, and then let it go. And it just does a full sweep of like a dyno run. And whoa, straight up, way past a thousand wheel horsepower. So we're like, yes, nice one. And anyway, we see the smoke again. And I'm like, Ugh. so we get out, open bonnet, <clears throat> it's on fire again. Oh yeah, I know it's. Denton was like, one minute, let me go and get my phone. And then I need to take a picture of it. I was like, yeah, yeah, sure, sure. I've got fire extinguisher in my hand, looking for my phone to try and get a picture just because, because whatever. Um, put it out and was like, right, okay, no worries. Change plug leads again. Right, let's go for another one. Did another one. Boom, on fire again. I'm like, come on. Um, we've not got around it yet. So it's still doing it to this day. Every time I go up past a thousand horsepower, thousand wheel horsepower, it sets plug leads on fire. 
and I, I don't know what to do. So, guys, if you're going to door bashes, you can see Chris on fire. <laughs> <laughs> Still yeah. the Camaro on fire, and he will t- do <laughs> signings and take pictures and all the rest of it. It'll be melted at the end of the day. <laughs> oh, I should see your size at fire extinguisher and boots at Camaro now. <laughs> always carry it around with me. Is Denton going to be running down the track with you? <laughs> <laughs> Pushing me out of the way. Yeah. You can get a fire extinguisher kit, yeah, that yeah. you can activate. That, yeah, you can, yeah, you can yeah, point you can. it under the bonnet. But then my idea was, how do you know it's on fire? And how do you know if you activate it, you're not just going to fill your engine bay with a foot of foam for nothing? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then flames are going off. <laughs> and then you know it's on fire. Yes, yes. <laughs> yeah, how long going, do you leave it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> how long do you leave it before you press the button? You're like, is it? Isn't it? <laughs> When you yeah. smell it. Yes. <laughs> yes. Although with your knocking buttons, you said to knock the button, you could be on the start line and then we're ready, steady. <laughs> 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 yeah. yeah, yeah, No, I thought a few things, but it's only a recent issue, this. Literally, what, a couple of weeks ago it happened. So, yeah, I've not, I've not got a solve. I've not got a fix for it yet. I don't oh, know. the excitement. Mm. Mm. Do you know yeah. what? Yeah. Yeah. 100%. Yeah, because, oh, yeah, we're running 990 wheel horsepower, 900 wheel horsepower all day long. Never set on fire. As soon as we did, we did 1,001 wheel horsepower, woof, on fire. Then we did 1,036, <laughs> woof, on fire. And I'm like, come on. But, yeah. Is there nothing that they, they can do? Because there, there are other Camaros out there at 1,000 horsepower, aren't there? There's loads, yeah. So, um, they, you, yeah, is, is, there, is, is there nobody out there who has the, the fix for this? Well, there's, there's been a few options, which I've got a set of plug leads on the way. Now, the, the rubber boots that, um, that I've got, I've got ceramic boots coming. Um, but the plug leads aren't as good as the ones I've got. And LSs are really bad for misfires at top end. If you're pushing sort of 1,000, 1,200 horsepower plus, uh, the compression inside the engine is that strong that it tends to arc across the plug lead to the manifold rather than spark the spark plug because right. there's just so much compression inside the engine. So yeah. that's the issue. So the plug leads I've got are like super, super um, smart coil plug leads, which is the best of the best. So I'm worried that I'm going to go to these ceramic ones and then it's just going to yeah. misfire. They're not going to set on fire. They're going to misfire instead. Yeah. Uh, but we'll see. I think they come um, in the next couple of days. You're going to take a set of both? Just yeah, I'll you, take yeah, as much as I can. Yeah, yeah, yeah in yeah, fact, cause... I'll be able to build another engine with the amount of spares I've got. <laughs> <laughs> might need just it. in case. <laughs> well, last time, oh, it moves on to the last time. Um, two years ago, we went to Door Slammers, uh, paid my entry fee, went in there. So I drove it down. So I'm a big believer of True Street. Yeah. You should drive to a True Street event because it's a road car. You should drive there and you should drive back, hopefully. So on the way down there, I'm uh, almost there, literally a mile, if that, from the gate of Santa Pod. Um, the car starts seizing up, just like very, very slow. So I'm like instantly clutching, engine dies, and I'm like, what is going on? This was when it was supercharged. Um, engine dies, and I'm like, get out, turn it over by hand, as you do, the mechanic wave. Like, if, I, if it turns over, it'll start. <laughs> it turns over nicely. I'm like, fire up then, start it up, everything's absolutely fine. And I'm like, well, that was weird. So I'll turn it off, and we dragged it in then, because I've got my ga- like my, pretty much my garage with me, all my pit stuff. So we get it into the pits get tent up, get it jacked up, uh, start pulling out bottom end of engine off. And I noticed crank snapped. Literally, the crank snapped in two pieces. So I've got hold of the front end of the crank and the flywheel at the back, and I'm like, yeah, that's not connected. It's like, this is loose here, and that's <laughs> not connected. And it's still running. It's still, like, it must have keyed together and got stuck together. It's still running, luckily, because the timing chain's on the front. Um, 
but it was very strange, very strange. <laughs> so that was the first event, so we just enjoyed watching racing, and uh, <laughs> now we're back this year to compete properly, and I'm going to tow it, unfortunately, this year. But Yeah, yeah. Oh, no, you're draining That's the fake Lambo. Yeah. I know, I know. <laughs> it's it's a shame, but it's the only way I'm going to get to race the damn thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah definitely. I mean, like, going on track and stuff like that, like, so many people want to do that. But, like, mm. as you mentioned earlier, it's, like, a bit nerve-wracking once you get there. Like, all 100%. those all those eyes on you. Mm. Um, and, like, obviously, it's broadcast, isn't it, this one? It is. It's broadcasted on TV, yeah. It's, yeah. Um, it's live as well. Wow. Yeah, so it'll be live on radio, TV. Uh, and the money as well. The money gets to you. Yeah. yeah so yeah, there's, yeah. there's big money up involved in it now. I try not to think about that when I'm there, but times them traffic lights that tree is yeah. just the bane of your life you know as <laughs> soon as it, it in fact the biggest thing that people do is jump as soon as you jump yeah. that red light comes on you've lost you're out you literally it's knockout eliminations so you're out so even that adds even another <sighs> yeah. layer because yeah. that for me when you just said that then i was like oh shit mm. that's probably, i would mm. probably That'd jump me. yeah it is, it's but insane. it's better to go there and do it than not yes you know what I mean? It's like, even if you didn't win anything, at least you've gone, yeah. I've been there, done it. And ne yeah. next year, we now know. Mm, you know, yeah. like when mm. you're taking your, your your notes on when you're dino in it, it's mm -hmm. the same thing, isn't it? Mm. Build up, build up until you win it. Yes, yes, true. You'll have probably gone through about seven cars by then. But <laughs> <laughs> seven <laughs> engines. you'll be going like, with a 10 grand check going, yeah, this is about yes. the fifth. <laughs> <laughs> I know, why do we do it to ourselves? <laughs> like, the engine's way, worth way more than that. And I'm like... Why do we do it? But it's kind of enthusiastic, I yeah. suppose. Mm -hmm. Well, I took that thing, went through the festival last year, and uh, the thermostat wasn't great on it. And I said to the lad, I said, the lad wanted to borrow it to go through, and he wanted to wave at the crowds and all that kind of stuff. I said, just keep an eye on it. It's a hot day, weren't it, yeah. last year? Oh, yeah. It was really hot. And I said, it's just not, it's been temperamental, you know, just watch it for overheating. Mm -hmm. Anyway, he's filming himself in the car and he's waving at the crowds <laughs> and all that. Next thing. <laughs> <laughs> and then gets a phone call on, on the park. Oh, your car's about to be pushed by the crowd onto the side <laughs> of the thing. Oh, I'm like, no. the one car, the one car in all the procession is mine. Yep. Yeah. Flipping yeah. stuck anyway. There was another one, weren't there? What was was it? It was, was it not an well, old Cobra? Yeah, I think like so. Yeah, another one. It was pulled over on the side of the road, steam coming out the end. Yeah. And I was like, oh! It does happen <laughs> with the older stuff. We have had it in, you know, we had a, a bit of a drag car, actually. I think it was a couple of years before. He decided to do a burnout, didn't he? Went, like that, and he just, tire just went, <laughs> and blew up at the side of the thing, yeah. <laughs> oh, shit. Well, Is that why it was well-behaved only last year? Yeah, <laughs> we yeah drive it was through, pretty well. I have to sign on the paperwork that's like, you do not drive like this. Well, we, we used <laughs> to yeah. have it before the paperwork. We used to have it where people would leave big gaps. So they'd let the car in front set off and then they would just go and peg yeah. it. And mm. each year it got a little bit more and more, especially yeah. when the supercars and everything was starting to come. And it just got a little bit tetchy with kids and families and all yeah. that kind of stuff around. No yeah. Harris fencing, no, you know, everybody's yeah. right there on the road. So it, it, we had to like kind of chill it out and calm it down. There was um, a moron in a, in a, in a, in a what are they called? Aerial Atom. We had borrowed an Aerial Atom and he literally, I looked in the mirror because I was, I used to drive in the braid yeah. until I started marshalling it. And I literally watched this Aerial Atom go nearly into the back of this Porsche. But instead of, you know, he turned away from the Porsche and went onto the, near, onto the pavement. That's strange. That's strange you should say that because your natural reaction is to avoid another car, even if people are in the way. And I see yeah, it. Well, that's a, that's yeah, well, that's what's happened there. Yeah. It's really weird, Strange. isn't it? It's like yeah. well, they're almost putting their cars 
life before somebody yeah. else's time. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, no, it's weird that. You see it a lot. But I think it's that mm. more as well, you're in you're in road mode as well. So your natural instinct on the road is like I'm not hitting that in front. So mm. I'll dive. And I think you're not really concentrating on what's there and True. there. True. It's that in front of you, you yeah. don't want to wait that, so I'm gonna go that way or that way. Do you know? So there's a little sense, bit of that yeah. going in in there. The mm. other thing that gets me is though when people are flying through like a parade like that, it's like people are sort of the side of the road to look at your car. If you're flying past them, they're gonna be like, oh, yeah. well, I didn't see that. <laughs> because they get into the zone, the <laughs> festival yeah. zone. So what they do is they go, oh yeah, I'm gonna show my car. I'm gonna go do it for the crowds. And then all of a sudden they go, <laughs> <laughs> I'm a racing driver. Yeah, I'm a racing driver yeah. now in Leyland. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's such a good feeling though to be able to go through like Leyland Town Centre, revving, like, yeah, like crazy, yeah. and everyone's like, "Yeah, it's like it's so weird." Usually, people like shaking their heads. And yeah, <laughs> stuff, you know what made so. me laugh when we were driving through last year? I was in your other car. Yeah, you was in my other sleeker. Because yeah. mine broke. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's not get into it. But um, when we were driving through, people were telling you because was I in front of you or were you in front of me? I can't remember. I was in front of you. You were in front of me, so it was people were saying to you for you to rev, yeah. and because yours was noisy and sounded really good, and I was in your crap one behind yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> People looking at me going, rev it. And I'm going, no. <laughs> <laughs> but it was like, I drove past an old woman and she was there with her kids. And I'm thinking like, oh, better not because she'll probably. And then she stood there going, and I'm thinking, what? What's going on Bella, here? rev it. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm thinking, what's going on here? She's the type of person that usually be videoing your car going, yeah. reporting you to the council. Yeah. <laughs> but on like Bookshaw mums and dads yeah. and stuff like that. But yeah, they were recording like absolutely cheering. Yeah. It's, it, it's weird. It's weird because you usually get the complete opposite. Everybody you? hates what we're entertaining. We do get the odd few who do not like it. And yeah. the best, I think I've brought this up before, the best complaint mm. that we had was the woman who got choked out by a Tesla, the fumes off the Tesla when <laughs> it set off, when it shot off. Oh the fumes <laughs> off this Tesla, she couldn't breathe, she was choking off it. Wow. Like, what? Wow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Do you know what? what? I'm sat there thinking. Has he got this car right here? Yeah. <laughs> when did you realise she was taking the mic? No, what? yeah, this Tesla shot off and she couldn't oh, breathe yeah, she's with coughing. the fumes and everything like that. I'm like, is this a joke? Yeah. Do you On know, today's list of things that never happened. Yeah, <laughs> honestly. But it's, it is a good day, you know. As long as you car, if you do come, don't let it set on fire in the middle of the thing. Yeah. Being front car, it ruins the whole parade. Kids crying on the floats and everything. <laughs> <laughs> Who brought that car that's on fire at the yeah. front and Chris is just sat there? He's like, not coming again. <laughs> He's not coming again. <laughs> resurface all of Leland's main road. Yeah, have you done, have you done over a thousand horsepower again? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. I didn't mean to, it was an accident. Everyone go on. <laughs> I had a similar situation um, this weekend of like people recording, you know, not wanting to not wanting to rub it. So recently had uh, the Celica, um, it's got like a straight pipe. It sounds a bit like a kazoo at the minute. A kazoo? So, um, <laughs> Blowing. So um, yeah, yeah, just when you let off the revs, it's a little bit, you've heard it, haven't you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. trumpety. I think it, yeah, I think it needs a, <laughs> something else. Adam C was at the side of the road recording. Jack first. Yeah, Lovely. so we, we were stuck in traffic and he was right next to my car. We had um, a wide body Lambo door Supra in front of me and a Sora that was really loud. Everyone was taking it in turns to rev their engines <laughs> and it got to me and I was like, I'm really sorry. This is like my dream, <laughs> but no, <laughs> <I'm gone." laughs> And I was so gutted. 
I was so gutted. You should have just done it. What did you say you had in for it? A Lambo? It, they had Lambo doors on this suit. Oh, right. I thought you meant a and Lambo like at Jackfest. I was like, the wrong show no, for that car. it looked insane. So it was like um, a The gold wing wide, doors, you mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it had the doors that went up and he was just like driving like that the whole time because the traffic was so slow. And it was really wide bodied. Um, and we, we were in this convoy with them like for a good half an hour before like a load of really nice cars and I was like yeah he's gonna point the camera at me and I'm gonna have to just not go along with it and I was, you're gonna see I was an Adam so C YouTube gutted. video of just going this car's really nice this car's really nice oh god she's boring yeah, <laughs> yeah literally oh a Celica he does doesn't it oh oh, then... oh you're not gonna rev no okay <laughs> but yeah I'm waiting for that video to come up because I have a feeling I'll be in it <laughs> but yeah <coughs> Excuse me, I'm just dying in the corner from laughing. Yeah. <laughs> um, literally, it's going to be a video of you just getting bullied, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, I think so. <laughs> I keep on searching speaker. it and yeah. waiting for it to come on YouTube. So what made you get the Corvette? Camaro, Camaro. Camaro. Oh, my God, what the hell? You're going to get hung wrong car. You know what? Wrong People car. People call it Dodge. So at least we're on the same sort of yeah. like um, <laughs> make, you know, yeah. same yeah. Chev Chevrolet, yeah. Chev. No, everyone calls it a Dodge Dodge Challenger because it's... I mean, it looks very similar, but... Does it? Yeah. I don't know, it's, got, it's got the square front end, yeah. doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, I suppose. Yeah, it's like, oh, what, Hellcat and... It's yeah. Like, no. Um, do you know what made me get it? Different. Yeah. Hence why you call it, it Corvette, because you don't yeah, know what yeah, 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 it yeah, is. Camaro, <laughs> it's complete, it's just different, and... It's not, it's Bumblebee, not Camaro. It is, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah so, of course, yeah. So, yeah. Um, that's why I don't want to wrap it yellow. I love it yellow. I love yellow cars. But you don't like Bumblebee? I do, but I just can't copy it. They do a Bumblebee edition, don't they? They do, actually. Yeah, yeah Transformers yeah. edition. Yeah, Transformers mm. edition. Which I thought they did. Spitting image of Bumblebee. I've, I've seen it at um, Carfest, the Chris, yeah. what's he called? Chris Evans thing that he does. Yeah, yeah. They, they had that, and then they had, what was he called? The police one. Oh, um, um, that's a... The black and white one. Yeah, the what's Shelby he Mustang, though, Yeah, it, so. uh, what's, he call, what's he called? What's, what the, called. what's the police car called in Transformers? Google it. Oh Get God! On Google. <laughs> not, not called, not Brigade. No, what's he called? That's gonna do my head. That in. will do your head in. <laughs> well, they had them both on the track. Yeah. So it was really oh, good. Was cool. at yeah, Park. Yeah. yeah. So they had like Bumblebee Jeez, went yeah. out, and then they had um, Barricade. That's it. Barricade. Barricade. There you go. You can stop yes. googling. So. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, he, he, Barricade was chasing Bumblebee around the track, That's and cool. do you know what? For the kids, it was meant because they yes. were both professional yeah. drivers going doing all like the crossing over and That's all cool. that. Mm. But it was good, and that was the first time I saw the Transformers edition Camaro. Yes. And it, mm. to be fair, it was a nice car. They are nice. They are. And you've got the full badges on the side, like the they film are. version. Yeah, yeah. No, they're just different. I only bought it because it's different. And yeah. In fact, from when I was a kid, so the Camaro concept was actually made in 2008. Uh, and that's all it was, is a concept. Now, the car itself is horrendous to drive. The, the seating position, you can't see nothing. <laughs> so the windscreen is that flat, it's like this big. And you, you literally can't see anything. I'm like, especially being on the wrong side at road, the yeah. judging the, the curb um, and the front corner of the car, impossible. Absolutely impossible. Um, but when in 2008, when the concept came out, Camaro Chevrolet went, look what we can do basically was like his pictures it they built a mod they built a car of it and it was ace it, in fact it looks spitting image of what it looks like now and they went but it's not gonna look like it is it because it's a concept car and everybody went 
and that. In fact, there was like riots and everything in America. Oh. You know what Americans like? And they went, <laughs> they was like, if you do not make that concept car, they're quitting the jobs and everyone's on strike. And Chevrolet wow. was forced into making this concept car. And they said, we can't, the roof line's too low. And the engine's not in the right place. It won't pass safety this, safety that. And that's how the Camaro actually came out, the fifth gen. Because <laughs> it is a, it looks spitting image of the concept car. That absolute spitting image, just because loads of people kicked off about it. Why do they do that with concept cars? Must be they make first. it and they just go, like, oh, look at what we yeah. can do for you, but you're not having it. Yeah. 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 You know, we'll make this look really, really good, but look how shit it now looks. <laughs> yeah. 100%, yeah. yeah, yeah, that's weird. But yeah, I think we were pretty surprised with the uh, new GTR, weren't we? Mm. Uh, it was like, it doesn't look much different. It doesn't look any different. Yeah. No. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's the front bumper with a little, yeah. a little bumper. Somebody, somebody over in Japan's gone, oh, I've just changed this bit. That's another <laughs> couple of million quid. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We'll just call yeah. it next generation. Yeah, yeah. It's not like an R36, is it? It's like a, an R35 facelift. Yeah. Mm, yeah, yeah. It looks like it's the same body shape. So yeah, you know. yeah, it is, yeah. No, Although, again, they've got similar to America with the Camaro, where the people get very angry when they <laughs> start changing that car. Mm. You know, there's a, there's a massive following for the GTR. And, My God, uh, isn't it? Yeah, and, and I think they're very careful with what they change on it. I think if they went for a full new look, I think that would be like battleships out and everything, you know, yeah, it'd be kicking yeah. off. It's very idolized over here as well. It is. So, I touched in on it a bit. all Europe. Yeah, so I used to have a GTR. Um, 35 and the way people treat like treat you differently it's weird mm. like my I'll be honest my GTR got more attention than Camaro like tons more they attention they do though it's just because they've built up such a reputation now yeah. when they're in there like the GT league racing against Lambos and Ferraris yeah, and stuff yeah, and yeah. I think when they started yeah. to do all that the Nismo team I think that that brought them up another level, you know, because mm -hmm. they, they are supercar beaters. They are a kind of a supercar. They're an underdog, aren't they? Yeah, an they are a supercar, really. Do you know, mm -hmm. and they are a weapon and the they stuff, are. like with the Camaro, the stuff that you can do to them is like, there's some right beastie stuff out there. You see the Liberty Walk ones and, and all that, mm -hmm. and they are weapons, you know, some proper, proper stuff out there. Maintenance cost. Insanely high. Is it? Is yeah. it big Things, on them? Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm going to offend someone, but Jaff at the minute, Jaff, crap. You know, <laughs> just break and break and break. And I mean, I've brought my Camaro, but it's never physically stopped driving. Yeah. GTR yeah. every week, every, every single week. Day. Engine light, don't stop. In fact, it ended up throwing a rod out, the engine, and final straw, it threw a rod out, and I was like, that's it, done. So, yeah, no, every gearbox issues. <laughs> um, yeah, no, every, every week. 500 quid, 600 quid. I'm like, I'm just working to pay to fix this thing. Yeah. Yeah. What do you do yeah. as a job? Um, so I'm actually uh, an MLT tester mechanic, but my, so I run a garage. I'm actually a workshop manager of a, of a mainstream garage. Um, uh, and then I, I got other bits as well. But just you literally like just go there to work for the Camaro. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like I was saying, my life evolves around that. In fact, I became a, manic, a mechanic just so I could fix it, just so I could build a car. <laughs> more like a doctor for the car. Yeah. Yeah. 100%, that's all I became a mechanic <laughs> for. Even the car's just like a, in a wheelchair kind of <laughs> position. I sat there You're going, the carer. you're welcome, you're welcome. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Going to bed now. Oh, the amount of late nights I've done, it's, yeah, it's bad. He gets up in a way, I am going to break this. <laughs> <laughs> Let's make his life hell like this. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yes, I'm, uh, I'm, I don't really do mechanicing as much now, but uh, yes, I'm a mechanic MLT tester. I, sort of, I run the garage now. I've got my own place as well, so I've got my own garage that I play around with and 
Right. Again, that is probably just for the Camaro. <laughs> so yeah. My whole toolbox and ramp, you know, full on running up and running garage. And the Camaro sat in the middle of it like, waiting. <laughs> <laughs> no, I use it for other, other stuff as well, but. There yeah, you go, me too. Every time the silica breaks on you now. Get in. Be there every two days. Some customer with a Camaro is there every week. You're not allowed to park in there anymore because me too will be in there every day or two. We've decided to do the uh, night tonight with the door open, haven't we? And it's, yeah. uh, you can now actually feel that cold, can't you? Yeah. Coming in, oh, oh, gone I'm from right a really sunny night. To now. <laughs> oh, it's been so nice though. The weather, yeah, that's for the... just going out and driving, like nighttime drives in the in this weather is yeah. so nice. What what is it like? it. Yeah, what is that like though in the weather? Because it, with it being a thousand brake horsepower and mm -hmm. wide and American, <laughs> you know, it, it, how is that in the wet? Or even at night. All right, <clears throat> it's is very it? strange. So you think of like a thousand horsepower, that like it's a thousand wheel horsepower as well. So it's more like 12, 1300 horsepower um, and it's manual. So it's not, it's, as soon as you lift that clutch up, you're locked into gear. You've got the mm -hmm. thousand horsepower locked to the rear wheels. Also, you get a bit of sponginess, a bit of like, but manual, sequential manual. So it's mm -hmm. sequential box, so you're banging it into gear. Um, to be honest, it's absolutely great. Um, and. I sort of give credibility to like people who have set it up and taught me how to set geometry of cars up. So mm. the, the back wheels are dead straight, you know, there's no camber on the back wheels. So you've got the full contact patch of the rear tires. Uh, so you've got maximum grip. Um, learning about gear ratios as well. So gear ratios, believe it or not, help you massively. So my gear ratio will do 70 mile an hour in first gear, my Camaro. So it allows you <laughs> to actually put the power down <laughs> without just like running out of RPM or without it just spinning or whatever. Second does 110. It's absolutely insane, the gear ratios in it. So it, it sort of calms it down a little bit. So you, yeah. you get that surge where you don't have to keep banging through gears all the time. Um, but the grip is pretty all right, you know, and it's not too bad. Everyone says, oh, it'd be stupid. You can't use that power uh, with it being rear wheel drive, but it's set up right. And it's it's got yeah. a full drag pack underneath it. I mean, underneath it's like, big subframe braces, chassis braces, mm -hmm. ladder braces, and the arms and everything are all solid. Um, it's all cambered up, right, like I said, and it's got a rear end drag package on it, so it's meant for grip. Yeah. Um, so it's not bad and it's smooth. And I mean, when people see it sliding out of like just corners and stuff, it's so fingertippy. It's like a drift car. It's literally just very <laughs> fingertippy and it'll come back on you and it's set up meant set up absolutely perfect so it's, it's all right yeah apart from you can't see anything but it's all right <laughs> <laughs> i don't need to see where i'm going exactly i just yeah. need to know where I i'm going it was very like it was very much like in the aventador when we was at nec mm. and bringing that back in the weather and it was, it was like hammering it down and i thought that would have been horrendous to drive back and it wasn't it was pretty good but again mm. the wind the vision in, in that is like what you've got it, yeah. it was couldn't see anything because you've got a window that big in the back here behind you oh yeah that's useless yeah, you know yeah. and then you've got this window that's like literally flat like that and it was just like mm. midnight flipping tired after doing five days at a show driving down the motorway and just constantly <laughs> thinking you've got 450 runs at you <laughs> yeah. yes. and then you've got every single person after the show driving past hanging out the window trying to take pictures and videos <laughs> and you're going please don't just hold on <laughs> <laughs> Pressure. So, yeah, yeah. I saw uh, Misha's eyes light up when she saw 70 mile an hour in first that's gear. That's just <laughs> blow my mind. It's insane, is it? Makes yeah, good for not to 60 times. One well, gear. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, no. It's, You're it's, always banging on about, oh, I can do 14 first in my sleep. <laughs> You've been out done here. Oh, yeah. Every time. <laughs> it's like a gazoo. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's awful, isn't it? <laughs> 
So not 60, so tires make a massive difference. So the quickest not 60 I've got is 2.9 seconds. So mm. I want it in twos. For a rear drive car, that is insane. Yeah. But yeah. I admit I cheat with drag radials, complete out and out drag radial slicks that you're not, yeah, you warm up and they turn like jelly and you, it just grips. Um, rolled tires is like five seconds. It's really, you, really? You literally just lift clutch up, granny it to 60. And so, yeah, you look about five seconds. So, you're cheating you, 2.9. What tires are you allowed to use at the strip? So, I can use these drag radials. Oh, uh, right. They're so. called Mickey Thompson Street, uh, Street ETs. Uh, and they are a track purpose drag radial tire. Um, so, they are the DOT, they've got dot codes, but essentially. So, that's the get out of jail free card. It's got dot code, it's road legal. Uh, in the UK, they're not road legal. In America, they are road legal. And does that, so that still classes over here in that race? Yeah, so they actually specify what tires you can use. Uh, right. They say any normal Mitchell and Bridgestone road tire use, uh, but then underneath it, it says uh, Mickey Thompson Street ETs are permitted because uh, they, they say street on them. So mm -hmm. if I was one of the big guys, I would be questioning that. True, true. You know, because it is supposed to be like you're shutting your doors, yeah, yeah. but you can have these tires that yeah. we use, you know. So that is a bit, bit of one of them, isn't it? There is but so it is many, what it is. like, rules and stuff like that, isn't there? Flipping out, we have... No, um, they do. If somebody cheats, like, say a cheat, if somebody comes in and an annihilates the field and they just go, why is that annihilated the field? They'll mm. look at why, and if they have put some ridiculous tire that nobody's ever heard on before they probably will bring next year and say right yeah they're not they're not permitted yeah um but i literally because it says street on the side everyone argued and was like it says street you can't deny yeah. that is yeah. a street tire so yeah, it was yeah. Like, okay, no. but then everybody runs them so everyone's sort of like bumped yeah so they're all yeah. on a, on a and it makes it safer as well because if i'm going down santa pod with stupid horsepower um on Michelin tires, it's just going to spin up in every single gear, and you're going to be going down like a drifter at 100 and silly mile an hour. And there's walls there that are so <laughs> I'd rather <laughs> stick to <laughs> Yeah, they might tickle, you never know. Yeah, yeah. you never know until you find out. <laughs> <laughs> he's going to be on the start line with phone call. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it doesn't matter what tire he's got. <laughs> phone call out the end in the wall being tickled. It's going to be a bit, it's going to be a mad Sounds day. like a good night out. <laughs> To be fair, though, when we were at USC, like we, there was that super that went down the track. I don't know what power that was running, but that ended up. Was that was that the one that ended up in the wall, or was that the one that broke down? I can't remember. I don't think I watched that one. Might Did have you been not? With... Was it not with you? No. There was there was a super that went down the strip, and, and actually, no, I think that was the one that broke. Um, it set off, and front end lifted, and as soon as it set off, I saw the front end lifted. It just dropped again, and I was like, oh. Yeah. I saw it roll off to the side of the track and uh, we went around the back later on and he had the whole bottom end of the car off and I was like, yeah, oh, no, that's yeah. gone. That's yeah. completely gone. Because it is Shivering. mad when you see some of these cars. You see it in Le Mans mm. where some of these cars, they, they literally just take off like a piece of paper. Yeah. And it's mental. All that weight is just straight up in the air and back down again. Yeah, yeah. There's what there's one. It's probably that one you saw. He, he won the race as well because he didn't <laughs> he didn't cross the line. As long as you don't cross the line and you go and you break the beams at the end. Um, in fact, no, he didn't break the beams, and they was like, "Well, did he win or not?" Because he went over the beams in the air, <laughs> but he won. He, he went through the traps first, so there was a massive uproar wow. about that, and I didn't know the outcome of it. But yeah, he took off. It's it's very strange because it can be look planted, then all of a sudden mm. cars just go up. Yeah, it's like, yeah. why is it? Go? It's not. It's not a rocket. <laughs> does, that's one scariest thing, apart from. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I hope that that name doesn't continue <laughs> and uh, prove itself on the track. 
Um, yeah, the one scary other thing apart from hitting a barrier is going up. Yeah, yeah. Um, so the Camaro's got wheelie control so to stop that happening. So if the front end does come up and, it, and the ECU detects that it's tilting, it'll pull timing out of the engine to lower itself back down. Oh, right. um, just, just for safety, really. That's pretty good. Yeah. Do you know what? It makes you drive sensible. Because my GTR, I was throwing it around corners. So the, the, the GTR is so easy to drive, like insanely easy to drive. It drives itself. It's got what? The, your computer's watching everything. Yeah. I was going through yeah. town sensors at going, right hand turn, left hand turn. And I was like, right, park it up, get out. And I've just been like, just been doing 18 or 30, I'm stupid, but because it was so easy to drive and so comforting, you just do it. In the Camaro, drive it 12 mile an hour everywhere. Now I'm like, yeah, this could kill me. It feels, it feels like it could kill me. So yeah, it calms you down a bit. The fuel bill, no. I, in fact, I data logged it the other day and I was watching there cruising in Camaro and it was like 7.2 miles to the gallon. And I'm like, I can live with that. You know, you don't nope. drive a 7 liter V8 <laughs> for nothing. I can live with that. And then when like you start getting on it a bit, I'm like, Four, three, and like two. I'm like, oh Jesus! One, <laughs> one point two miles to the gallon. That's what? Two. Seven quid a mile. That when is, you're when that you're on it, ridiculous. It's bad. It's bad. You, I I estimate a quid a mile. When I go out, I estimate how far is that? About twenty mile. Put forty quid in it to get there and back. Hundred percent. It's quid a mile. You know. Very American. <laughs> Very American. Yeah, yeah. Just not American fuel prices. <laughs> mm. yeah, I'd be I'd have been bankrupt in a week. <laughs> with the amount of places that I drive. Why do you think my, my daily is a diesel? Yeah, true. <laughs> <laughs> I miss my diesel so much. <laughs> so we have um, recently just popped a post on uh, Instagram as well, just um, asking for some uh, stories as well. So this is the story section of the podcast that we introduced last time. So um, what is the theme for this week's um Stories that are coming in, Corey. I can't. I can't remember exactly what I was. Something like craziest experience in a car. Craziest or something like experience. That, yeah. 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 So, craziest experience in a car. So we've got quite a few answers here that people have uh, have submitted. So we've got weaving under braking at 170 mile per hour. Beep. <laughs> yeah. 100, 100 and Beep. <laughs> That's a little bit scary. Um, so another one that we've had through is, had, um, had a few, so had a BMW flip on its roof, leaving Mackey's and land in front of me whilst driving. Leaving Mackey's. How fast was he going in I Mackey's? mean, how fast is BMWs this drive BMWs don't through? do those yeah. kind of things. <laughs> Yeah. Is he say, is, is he not saying that somebody he was in Mackey's that he was pulling out and then somebody's landed on the roof as they've been pulling out? That's what that sounds like. Landed on on the roof on the roof I don't of Mackey's. He, or I don't think he's roof. landed yeah, on no, the I think roof. He I think he's witnessed yeah. like, as he's coming out of Mackey's and he's big eating his Big Mac. A BMW just landed in front oh, of him. <laughs> Probably Chris's one series. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Did, that did was crash. Chris. I did crash that. And that was yeah. the end of the one series. Yeah. Was the McFlurry coming out the engine? <laughs> Have you seen this one? It says, rolled a Clio 172 on Snake Pass with four people in the car after an hour. Uh, <laughs> Jesus. That's when it gets like scary though. So when you've got people yeah. in the car, yeah. like you've got to be so careful. Because if you're on your own and you're just having a bit of fun, it's completely different if you're responsible, responsible for other people in the car as well, I think. That's really scary. Mm. Well, so you're digging through some more. They egg you on though sometimes. Yeah, they do. Yeah, yeah, they do. 
and it's like I think you dive. You, I don't know if it's just me, but do you drive differently with other people in the car? Yeah, yeah so what? massively. I always feel like a bit like on edge if I've got people in the car with me. Yeah, I mean, you, you usually have that one time where you show off for a second and you go, yeah. that's what it can do, and then yeah. you chill out. Yeah. <laughs> Someone's so put different. skidding into a rock banking and nearly flipping the car. Oh, jeez. <laughs> a lot of flipping going on. Yeah, yeah. there's a lot of the, yeah, well, these yeah. people you've got the banger races. <laughs> you guys do realise that flipping cars is supposed to be selling them and not flipping them. Yeah. <laughs> Wrong type of flipping. Has yeah. anyone flipped a car here? I've never flipped a car. I've never, never been in never a, an accident in my own car. I've never been. Uh, no, that would be a lie. I've, <laughs> <laughs> I've never been in a serious accident in my own car. I've reversed through a caravan. Through a caravan? Not into, through. I've right. had an employee drive straight through that wall. Oh nice. no! <laughs> so yeah, he, he flipped the car into into gear, and it the, <gasps> that Audi just about to be delivered to customer. Just bought it, happy birthday present, and everything oh, like that. No. And he literally, I was in the office upstairs, and it was like bang, the biggest bang, the whole building shook, and he had gone straight through there, took the toilet out, the wall out, everything. Be grateful your office didn't come down with it. And I, yeah. <laughs> and then another one that I had was up at a dealership and the lad decided he was going to help the transport driver take cars off the back of the transporter. That's so he jumps dangerous. into the car, oh, no keys, handbrake off, and it was like a roller coaster, literally down the back of the thing, straight through the, the pitch and straight through into the showroom. He uh, smashed it oh. through a £10,000 window, sliding window, this was a brand new Suzuki Swift, I can laugh about it now, uh, into two more brand new cars in the showroom. Well, no let, keys. No keys. So steering lock was on. Steering lock was locked oh on no. and he just, he just literally set off and yeah. panicked as he's gone down, not thinking about ripping the handbrake on or anything like that. He's literally panicked and just set off like a, a, a roller coaster, literally. Mm. And that's not the end of the story. Oh God. I know what happens. You know what happens, don't you? So the next bit of the story is two weeks later and £17,000 later, after windows have been replaced and everything's been done, I get a phone call from the same boss who went, do you believe in, in lightning striking twice? And I went, oh, what do you mean? Don't take the mic. You know, this is not funny. It was very expensive. Um, he went, well, your other valetors decided to drive through that very shiny brand new window because he thought it was shut. He thought <laughs> it was open, sorry, and it was shut. So he drove straight through the, the £10,000 window. Again. Again. Buy one, get one free, maybe. Yeah, it was buy yeah. one, get one free that week. And it was just like, flippy, I just give up. <laughs> <laughs> Cheaper if you buy them in bulk. <laughs> yeah, we'll not buy another one. And windows, will just leave it open. Yeah. yeah. Flipping nightmare. So never mind. No flipping on roofs, though, or anything like that. I rolled a car recently. Did you? Yeah, yeah. So I've never rolled a car in my life, and I've always sort of like said to somebody, "How do you roll a car?" Yeah. And it's like it's, it's hard. Well, I thought it was hard to roll a car. It's like they're heavy. Yeah. How do you get them off the wheels? And, and yeah, I just came around the corner. It was in an Audi, and um, came around. So it's a sixty mile an hour road. I'm doing fifty, so I'm not speeding or anything. Yeah. Uh, beep and then <laughs> coming around this this corner no wait, actually generally speaking coming around this corner and there was a, a, a range rover just stopped in the middle of the road um solid white lines on both sides so we, yeah. technically no stop so no stopping allowed so i'm coming around this corner and i was like well i'm gonna hit him if i don't do anything about it but, well I, I touched the brakes and it black ice so the first of january new year's day got on the way to work come around this um corner touch my brakes and i feel it skidding just ABS kicking in, I'm like, right, I'm gonna go into the back of him. What's on the other side of the road? Oh, a mini's coming this way. 
hopefully this Mini doesn't do anything and just goes past so I can get round yeah. it on the other side, overtake him. Mini stops because she sees me skidding. She stops next to the, the Land Rover, so blocks the road completely. Oh, no. All right, what's on the other side? A farm. A just a farm, right? I'm going into the field then. Noise, turning into the field. <laughs> Bumped up the curb, ready to go through this field and just get out and be like, why are you stopped? Uh, clip this tree and just hit this tree literally head on uh, at like 50 mile an hour because of no brakes. Um, and the car just literally, just very slow motion, just went and tipped on its side. And I'm like, what is going <laughs> oh, no. on here? And I'm like, I remember sat there, all changes on, on glass door and I remember sat there thinking what the hell's just happened no way in fact I remember as it's going over going this isn't going to tip over nah surely not this is tipping over this is going on its roof this I'm like oh my god before you know it I'm on my roof and then luckily the passenger door came off for some reason it must have had a, a in fact it did it had a faulty door latch you could never shut it properly so the passenger door came off completely <laughs> bent over so anyway I climbed out and I was like oh, what were you stopped there for and luckily the um that you, can, you contacted me insurance. I think it was dodgy. He contacted me mm, insurance, tried to claim yeah. off me because uh, I did tap his car. Um, tried to claim off me. I told my insurance he was where he was stopped, and then he just disappeared. And was like, insurance was like, yeah, if you want, if you want money, take us to court. And he just backed off, luckily. But wow. yeah, that's the only time I rode a car. I never thought how easy it would be to roll a car, but such slow motion. I've yeah, never, it's I've weird how it goes slow motion. Mm, mm. <laughs> I've never rolled one. I had a scary thing on the motorway a few weeks ago where the van driver literally just pulled. We were going weather speed down in the fast lane up to Warrington and this van, he just did not use his mirrors. He couldn't have. And yeah. three cars in front of me, this Mercedes driver must have had brilliant, you know, he was just able to slam on and not hit this van because he literally just pulled like that straight out. But then the car behind him and then me, and I slammed on I've never seen the car with all the lights flashing and all that. And then just look, remember looking in the mirror and this X5 with its, also with its indicators yeah. going like that, like they do. Yeah. And luckily he stopped, but that was the scariest I've had. I've ended up on the other side of the road <laughs> in a 350Z before, which was quite scary <laughs> um, as a passenger. Uh, so someone trying to overtake someone, uh, like just getting a bit a bit too, you know, giddy, like saw a fast car and was like, oh yeah, let's overtake. And then just completely just started swerving and just completely ended up doing a complete 180 to the other side of the road onto oncoming traffic um, and in a ditch at the other side of the road. And that was a bit <laughs> like, <laughs> oh great. Yeah. yeah, but it's funny how it does all slow down mm -hmm. and you, you kind of like trying to figure out what where you're going to end up, yeah, what's yeah. going to happen, what do you do? And it does, it's like you're in a film and everything just goes mm. into slow motion. Yeah. It's weird. I've been a passenger in a couple of crashes. Yeah. I've uh, had one where many years ago, and it was in an E-Reg Fiesta. Well, that shows how old e I am. I don't even know what year so, that is. <laughs> so a old friend of mine, what? he passed his test, got these little Fiesta. He was loving life, and he pulls out in this junction. This woman hits us in the side, and I smack my head on the window so hard. Ooh. And she crashed into us in a brand new Mondeo that she and literally just come out the dealership in. She'd literally had it less than 20 minutes and she piled into the side of us. And the only other one before that was one my mum's always told me about was my mum pulled out in a junction, hit a uh, money van, which ripped the front end of her car off. Oh, and she no. said, I'll never forget it because you were in the back going, we've crashed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> She's so like devastated. Her <laughs> car spread across the road. <laughs> and I'm in the back going, yeah, we've crashed. We've crashed. Yeah. <laughs>
I was in uh, my grandma's car with her <laughs> once and we were coming, we were literally one street away from our house. And my grandma had been to pick me up from the train station. I was like 15 at the time. I'd been ice skating with my friend. She came and picked me up from the train station. We were driving back home, street in front of my house, like I said. And this woman, th there's a car stopped at the other side. So there's only enough room for one car to get through the middle of these like parked cars on both sides of the road. So this car has flashed us to go through. And my grandma's gone to go through and just carried on. And there was a woman that was at the side of the road that was waiting to set off and she thought they'd flashed her to set off. Oh. So oh, she no. pulled out and my grandma just pile drives straight <laughs> into the side of the car. <laughs> I'm sat in the front of my grandma, so we've literally hit this car, and as she's hit it, it's pushed it out of the way and into a load of parked cars oh, on the side of the road. That, yeah. So my grandma's obviously pulled up on the curb further down the road. The whole front end of the car just folded in on itself. Like the wheels were in, like in the arches, like, under the doors. They say but, not to flash people, don't they? Yeah, 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 yeah. I think that's why. Yeah, like, <laughs> she won't go through if someone flashes in there. Yeah, she's no, like, traumatized. Yeah. But yeah, I got out of the car and I walked over to this car that she'd hit. Go and see if everyone's alright. Cause my grandma was sat in the car crying her eyes out, bless her, cause she freaks out at anything. Even someone could say boo to her and she'd cry. So she's just been in a crash. So she's crying her eyes out. Walks down to this other car, and the woman goes, "Were you driving?" <laughs> I'm literally this big. <laughs> literally this big. Like 14, 15 years old. And I was like, no. And she was like, well, I've got my kids in the car. And I was like, well, you pull down. Yeah. <laughs> at the time, yeah. very much 15, and I'm already telling her that she was in the wrong. And then they settled it when they were there and said that they were going to do it as like, um, she was obviously that she was at fault because she pulled out and she didn't have her lights on when she pulled out. So my grandma had obviously gone into the side of it because she hadn't seen her coming out because yeah. she had no lights on. Um, so they, they settled that while they were there speaking. And then I think it was like a, just under a year later, my grandma got a claim through in the post saying that she was oh, saying yeah. it was all her fault. It was all my grandma's fault because my grandma was speeding. And I was like, my grandma is not capable of speeding. <laughs> the woman yeah. sets off in second. <laughs> <laughs> she's not capable at all she might as well drive with a handbrake on it's a good tip that because I've been in this situation where I've had um, somebody hit my car the, the best thing you can do basically is record something so I've been in a situation I was I was in a BM white BM it was higher car funnily enough and I was turning right at a junction um, and the traffic lights went red so I seen the traffic lights went red. So this McGann was braking for the traffic lights. So I set off to go right. As I went right, he accelerated instead. And he, he literally rear-ended the back of the car, uh, spun me completely around. Uh, but then he shot off, disappeared. So I'm like, not a chance. So I started car, luckily it was still running. I went chasing him um, and I pulled up and I seen him on the side of the curb. McGann was just smoking, overeating and all that. So he's pulled over. McGann had no front bumper on it. Uh, so I whipped my phone out to record, but I had it down the side of me. Yeah. And I'm like, what are you doing? And he's like, oh, you pulled in front of me. You pulled in front of me. It's your fault. And I'm like, you've just T-boned me. You just ran off. You've literally just ran off. Why did you run off? Oh, I weren't driving. I weren't driving. It's her car. It's her car. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so everything's dodgy anyway. So I'm just like, whatever. So I record everything. And lucky I did because that recording went, was my evidence of him mm. driving because he admitted it in the end. He went, oh, right, right. Yeah, sorry. It was my fault. It's my fault, but we'll just just call it quits or whatever i'm like you've just wrote this three series off it's wrote it's a write-off back wheels touching boot lining um and it went to it went to insurance and the insurance blamed me for it it was like <laughs> you pulled in front what? of him they went he said he went through a green light so i have no proof that he didn't he said he said he went through a green light and you pulled in front of him i went right here's the recording then so i sent the <laughs> recording and him basically admitting it was fault and it got me out of it and i actually got paid out for the car instead of him um God. That so yeah, it, I, I advise just record everything. Yeah, well, we we've had it. Mm. We, we've because I've had a lot of members of staff, a lot of vehicles through work and stuff. And one of the worst ones was it, it was there was no damage on the car. Mm. So one of the lads, the girl in front, had gone to set off on a roundabout. He 
gone to set off. It was very raining like mad. It was dark. It was winter. And he's literally just tapped, tapped mm. her. That's it. When the assessor came to come and look at the car, he actually said to me, you know, it's an offence to like hide anything and all that. And I'm like, that's the car. And he goes, well, there's only a broken number plate, like a crack, literally a crack on the number plate. I went, that's the car. Check the VIN number, check the number plate. Yeah. That is it. I was like, there's nothing. Anyway, there she still got paid out for whiplash, time off work, the whole shebang. I went mad. Yeah. yeah. I went absolutely mad. I went, how, how, how is this? In, in fact, one of the members of staff actually went round, just without even, obviously we didn't know all this, you know, because it was the future. Uh, and he actually went round the next day to see if she was all right, because she'd left her address and everything. Mm. Went, oh, her dad came to the door, I went, oh no, she's she's at work, she's at the such and school where she works. Uh, so I remember saying to the insurance company, listen, she was at work, have you got any, have you, no evidence of it. So just a lad who's been round to knock on the door, her word, his word against hers, mm -hmm. you know. Yeah. It's like, really? It's a sad world, yeah. Hey, money out mm -hmm. like that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Flipping mental. They have cracked down a bit on insurance now. Yeah, now, is, now it's, it's changed. So, yeah, it's now it's changed a lot since then. You know, we're talking like, I don't know, five, ten years ago when I had all the staff working for me, which I'll never do again. <laughs> We've had all sorts of cars go here, there, and everywhere. <laughs> well, it's that time week again. It's Corey's Corner. <laughs> Obviously, I'm here this week. So, Tim just thrown that across the table. Let me thanks for that, Tim. <laughs> it's all right. Um, do you guys want to start or shall I start? It's up to you. You start, it's your you corner. You start. So, <laughs> they've, they've built some houses at Silverstone. I don't know if you've seen about it. Um, it's a 14-acre, like, development next to the track. And all the houses, like, overlook the track. Um, but they've put this thing out where if you buy a house, you get, like, discounted, like, hospitality rates, discount track use. Um, there's lots of different things so you, you invest in this house and it says on there you'll get returns from it like the 1.2 million people that go and visit the track every year you'll get a return from that as well so it's like an investment in a weird way um, but you get discounted track use like I said um, you get discounted hospitality they've got a gym on site so you get used to everything and you get use of the new hotel that they're building as well so you can use all the stuff that's inside the hotel and just a mad Smart. thing that they're doing so, so the, these are holiday homes not permanent homes I don't I'm <laughs> Because I, I, I <laughs> think that the, the, the novelty would wear off pretty quick. I live next to Shelswick Way where we hear everything go down there. Yeah. Womp, womp, womp. And I think if I'd have lived next to Silverstone's racetrack after a week, I'd be going, I wish I'd never bought this house. Well, you get free tickets to go and look at the track as well, you know, to be next to it. But once you've looked at it events. five or six times, yeah, then you're going to go, why have I spent <laughs> that is 300 true. grand? Yeah. But to be fair, the people that are buying properties like that are probably the people that would use it twice a year. So. Yeah. yeah. It'd be a good, good <laughs> thing. It'd be a good investment. You know, Obviously, when you've got Formula One, MotoGP, yeah. all the different touring cars, all them kinds of things oh, if you air and b and beat it yeah. then flipping yeah. out they'd be worth say, a fortune yeah, yeah. yeah that's what they're going to be they're going to yeah, be I think like yeah. Airbnb yeah, yeah, they will be. thousand pounds a night for a balcony to watch f1 imagine you get yeah nah they won't know no i don't think i think <laughs> that's what they'll be for i think that is exactly what they'll be unless you yeah. get this guy down here but well, i think that, that, might be, <laughs> <laughs> that might be what they mean with the return of their yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. I can imagine that is the return of investment yeah. will be will be the, the renting of them out because mm. I can't imagine anybody wants to live next to a racetrack full time. No, I wouldn't mind. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, the Camaros ended up on the track again. Yeah. <laughs> oh no, it's on fire again. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That back fence will be taken out. Yeah. <laughs> Garage opens and it's just on the track. <laughs> 
How much are these houses then? Do we know a price? It doesn't say. There's no prices on there yet. They might not release prices yet. I bet that'll be expensive though. So you'll be talking millions. Well, you're already, you're already talking. The, the area alone is worth a lot of money, even yeah. not next to the track. So yeah. they, they'll, be, they'll be worth. And if they are holiday homes as well, they'll be worth even more. So, I can't oh see yeah. them. Would that increase the price of the house or decrease it though? They sounds like they're With giving the a lot of perks yeah. because they're next to the track. So mm. I don't know. That one's going to be very strange. Mm. Yeah, yeah. It's going to be, yeah. What about that, ho that hotel would be quite expensive though, that they're building right now, the hotel. I'm guessing it will be. It's on yeah, Silverstone. Yeah. Silverstone's expensive. I've stopped at Wiltry Park a couple of times, which is the main hotel at the moment, which is, I stopped to, was very lucky to stop in the Princess Diana bit. Yeah. And with the letter on the wall and it's her, really? her actual letters on the wall and flipping places, amazing. That Wiltry Park, we, we were there and all the Ferraris were outside the front door. You got the beautiful spa and all that kind of stuff going on. And it's just, and they got the Aston Martin bar. Oh, just to really? add, you know, add a bit of flavour to the to the place to make it sound rich, but yeah, that's a, so I can't imagine what the new hotel is going to be like. Mm. I've just looked as well, and it says on here that the people that buy the properties, they get like invites to like Silverstone events, you know, like where they travel to do different things, different mm. like motorsport-based events as well. It's another cool thing that you can get with it. Yeah, it's going to be very exclusive, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, like an invite-only like club sort of thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. Going, going on the business account this. So yeah. <laughs> yeah, so yeah. talking of um Silverstone, so we recently had that uh, emergency alert that everyone probably got on Sunday, um, which is that, that new trial. But what what happened when I got the alert is I was actually at Silverstone at Jackfest and it was just absolute chaos. Like it just echoed absolutely in every direction that you could possibly think of. Um, people was on like just thousands and thousands of people nearby. Yeah. And everyone was like, what's going on? Everyone was panicking. <laughs> everyone was like, what's happening? Like it was like something out of the purge. I it remember was scary. as soon as it went off when I was sat, I was just sat in bed. Yeah. It went off and I was just sat there and I was like, oh, that went that bad. And then I thought about it and I remember thinking to myself, Misha's at Jackfest. I bet that was chaos. Yeah. yeah <laughs> what what are we actually expecting with this? Because we've lived, you know, people have lived on this island for over, I don't know, five, oh, five thousand years. <laughs> you know, and it's like they're saying it's for like floods and, and, and wind and all that kind of stuff. I think they're trying to areaize it as well. So it's going to be sort of like the idea that they were saying that I got anyway is they're going to target certain areas. So like stuff that maybe happens in Manchester and stuff that you need to stay away from you know they're going to target manchester and be like warning stay away from such a place so you yeah. can actually you know stay oh, away yeah, from yeah, somewhere. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's like a threat of life information purposes so you get your information through your phone to not either walk that way or walk that way yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah so this I'm could be everything then it could it might not be just it might not be like putin's just rocked up with his big <laughs> fat gun and he's it could be just as mm. you know I don't know. There could be something going on in in a, a designated area like Manchester, like yeah, there. Yeah. yeah. Stay away from that area. Yeah. All right. Well, but it's weird because I'm not like, as worried now. <laughs> the opposite side of the fact that you got aware of that it caused mass panic. Yeah. Which it obviously it would do if you was in a crowd like you. I experienced when I, I was out in like the streets, only seen three or four different people, and yeah. literally I just seen them go, put it back in the pocket. Really? Nobody was bothered whatsoever. I just carried on like. 
Oh yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah. <laughs> well, going back to mass panic, we have the news that JLR or Jaguar Land Rover are looking at dropping the Land Rover name. So oh. that has caused mass panic within the 4x4 world and other people. You were saying that your girlfriend works there? Not, not girlfriend. Oh, one of her friends. Yeah. Oh, you're divorced now. That's Reddit. That'll be getting it. Uh, yeah, but you, one of my <laughs> other... <laughs> 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 Anyway, the, the, the name Land Rover, they're thinking of getting rid of it. Why? Well, Do we know what to or what? Just a JLR. That's it. JL, so they're going to be called JLR. JLR. Yeah, SVR. Yeah. JLR. What yeah, numbers coming yeah. out now? The argument is that be, nobody calls it a Land Rover Range Rover. Do you know what? So, yeah. But then Who's Land Rover is the historic brand. You know, historic brand is Land Rover. It always has been, you know. It's going to be a Land Rover Defender still, isn't it? So it's, it's, no, going, it's going to be for Yeah, JLR. <laughs> I quite like that, you know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You only get one shot. <laughs> <laughs> so it'll be, it'll be in B&M Bargains discount bin. <laughs> <laughs> you can get a Range Rover in the, for a quid at B&M Bargains. <laughs> From a mechanic background, Land Rovers and Range Rovers are like, yeah. fixing yeah. up. So when they call them JLRs, yeah, they just change. As soon as I hear Land Rover and, and, and Range Rover, I just shy away, I turn off. I mean, I, I like them, but I just wouldn't ever have one or work on one. So JLR is probably a nice change. Yeah. Yeah, it's just a bit, it's another one of those British icons leaving mm. town again, though, isn't it? That's the problem. I personally and won't be calling anything a JLR. No. No. I, no. I don't call anything, like you say, I don't call anything a Land Rover, Range Rover. I don't call, it'll still just be a Range Rover. It's not going to be a JLR Range Rover. It's, it's just a Range Rover. Yeah. <laughs> it's trying to bring the Jag name into it as well. Everybody yeah, in my town's called it the Reebok Stadium ever since it's been the Reebok Stadium. It's, you know, it's changed its name from the Macron to the University of Bolton Stadium. But everybody yeah. who's from Bolton calls it the Reebok. <laughs> I just call it the Middle. I just call it Middlebrook. Yeah, the, the retail shopping, part's yeah. different. Yeah, that's it doesn't matter. It's on there, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> it's attached to it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm from Bolton. Oh yeah. Yeah. Just call it Middlebrook. Right. Don't live there anymore, thank God. But I don't live there anymore either. Everyone runs away, don't we? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm from Bolton as well. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Did you run away? I'm yep. not from Bolton. No, I'm from St. Anne's. <laughs> You've got three Bolton boys yeah. on the table here. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Oh, well, uh, yeah, the, one, the local one did. Yeah, the local one decided to burn itself. Well, didn't decide it to burn itself down, but it did. And now there's no more. Yeah, I drove past it the other day and they've got everything out on the forecourt now, haven't they, rather than being inside. Have they? Yeah, they've pushed them and they've not got anything expensive now. I think they've sold it all. Any Camaros? <laughs> <laughs> nope. <laughs> no. no. That might be why the building's on fire. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, they're doing a thousand horsepower as well. <laughs> Do you know what? I think it was the same week. <laughs> Sorry, guys. <laughs> yeah. So, so one of my friends works there and uh, I remember him saying in the morning, because I, I work, in fact, I work... Ne pretty much next to it on the docks oh, wow. in Preston. Um, I went to the docks in Preston, how scary. Very, very convenient. Camaro was away at the time of the accident. <laughs> um, yeah, and he rang me and he said, yeah, I'm still going into work. So they've just closed it off, the fire brigade and everything there. So they'd like, we'll just still rock up. And I'm like, the, the building's burnt down. He's like, 
But the, the, the actual mechanics part hasn't, has it? That's, uh, that's mm. not been touched. I don't think. It was the mm. showrooms that went down. So. It's not been really like gone over. So I don't even know what happened there. No. What, why, um, what was the fire? No, yeah. Nothing's really been released. From, from somebody have mentioned there, this is speculation, that it was the solar panels that they had fitted. Mm -hmm. It was a faulty solar panel because everyone was going oh it would be one of the electric cars you know what? I, I was waiting for that, that. was what i got told <laughs> every electric yeah, well, car every, everybody fire. was i think that was like the thing that it's the yeah. most obvious thing you yeah. see all these e-scooters setting on fire mm. and stuff like that but i think it was nothing to do with the actual brand mm. or the cars or anything like that maybe it was a fanatic who was so sick of the name being dropped so he went down and burnt the place down <laughs> it could have been that Thanks for joining us, Chris. I'll let you plug your socials and let everyone know where to find you. Yeah, Sam, thanks for having me. It's been fun. Um, so you can find most of the stuff on at the Built Camaro Instagram. The full builds on there, uh, even live videos of probably door slammers when it's coming up. Yeah. Uh, if you want to add me on Facebook as well, bits and bats on there, like what I do and what I get to. It's uh, Chris Nasser on Facebook. Uh, and that is about it. Oh. Thank you, guys. Thank been you so much for coming in. Thank you very much. Yeah, thanks for joining us. Thank you to everyone for watching. You can find us online at www.talktuppodcast.co.uk, Instagram at talktup underscore, Facebook at talktuppodcast, Twitter is talked underscore up. And for all our listeners on Spotify and Apple Music and stuff like that, just to let you know, this is available on YouTube with video format if you do want to look at our ugly faces. <laughs> and vice versa, the other way around. Thanks for joining us. See you Thanks. all later. Bye. Bye.